Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And as always, we hope you share in the link, and especially during this time, people just need to hear from us and to hear from you. So this is a great opportunity to get out there and get the message out. And uh, so share it on your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever uh, social media you have. And it really is going to help people in this very difficult time. And, and so uh, just get out there and do that. Uh, you know, Pastor, as we live in this world, we all need to have wisdom to know how to make the best decisions for our families, our loved ones, uh, even our own lives. And, you know, I can't think of a better place to go to than the Bible. And really, there's a wonderful place in the Bible that deals with making the best and wisest decisions for living, Proverbs. And Pastor Tommy, I'm sure that there are many people listening who would like to know how can they use the book of Proverbs to help them? What do you think? Yeah, I think so, Trey. And this is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to take the next few weeks together uh, and just walk through Proverbs together and gain wisdom together. Because I think, and I know you think this too, Trey, right now in our world with everything that's going on, we need some wisdom, don't we? We do. We really do. And more and than we ever. Believe, yeah, we believe that God is the source of all wisdom. And Trey, this is weird, isn't it? Oh, man, this is just the strangest thing. Well, there's lots of things that are weird right now, but what's weird right now is what you and I are doing. We are oh. <laughs> doing this podcast remotely, aren't we? Yeah, we're not. We're we are really practicing social distancing we here. We're probably are. several miles apart. So, <laughs> yeah, usually when we do this podcast, we sit in a room together and we've got nice equipment and uh, and we've got a sound technician who makes sure everything sounds really good. But today it's just me and you in different parts of the community. That's right. Using totally. the power of the internet to make and, this happen. And I never thought that it would be, would work this well, you know, to be able to do these kind of things. And it's right. really been amazing to see it right, work. Right, right, right. So if it doesn't sound quite as clear today, that's because we are using the power of the internet and not our fancy machines that we have here at the office. But uh, this is going to be good and we're going to, we're going to get it done. Uh, so Trey, we are really doing some social distancing and, mm -hmm. and hopefully we won't have to social distance um, very much longer. Uh, but let me ask you, Trey, during this time of social distancing, what has been most difficult for you about social distancing? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I always heard that uh, the ministry would be great if it wasn't for people. I'm kind of, <laughs> but I'm kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, to me, ministry is people and yeah. it's just been rough. I was at the dry cleaners the other day and, uh, just picking up some dry cleaning that had been left a little while ago. And just to talk to that lady, it just meant the world to me just to get some social interaction going. We were still practicing social distancing, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, it's just, it's been rough not being with people. So yeah, uh, it's been weird, hadn't it? We had our worship service yesterday completely online, which was weird. It was weird preaching to uh, an empty worship mm, center. That was wow. really, really odd. Uh, I, I think it went as about as good as it could go. But man, that was odd. And, and it's just a really interesting time for my family because we're trying to move to another neighborhood right now. So the boys are out of school. I'm trying to work full time and my wife is trying to pack a house. It is just nuts around the Metter house right now. <laughs> oh my heavens. I just yeah, I've got imagine. the boys up here. I, I'm closed up in my office and the boys are in the chapel right now. 
uh, watching Netflix. So I hope, I hope they're, <laughs> hope they're not killing each other and I hope we get through this podcast so I can go check on them. But man, it's just, this is, man, I'm ready for things to get back to normal. I know we've only been at this for about a week or so, but I'm ready for things to get back to normal. How about you? Man, I, I, I never knew that I liked normal things as much as I did. Right. But really, I mean, you know, you used to say, oh, Lord, there's that bill again. Now you're saying if I could just worry about paying the bills, you know, I wouldn't know, that be just great? I uh, know, I know. I, I'm, I'm convinced of this, Trey. I'm convinced of this, that this isn't going to last forever. I mean, I'm hoping in a few more weeks we'll be back to our normal lives. And I'm, I'm convinced Amen. that when things get back to normal, that first Sunday that we get back together after this for worship, I believe that Northwood is going to be jam-packed with people. It is going to be, if it's not Easter Sunday, it's going to be like Easter Sunday. It's going to be like Easter numbers. Sunday. I mean, yeah. it's going to be jam-packed because I just think people want to get back to normal. And I think that's Amen. going to be the case for churches all over the country, that there's going to be an awakening of the church because people just want to get back together, fellowshipping and getting about the Lord's mm -hmm. work. I mean, I think I, I, this is a terrible time in our world, but yes, I think God is. is going to bring much good out of it. And I'm excited about that. But enough about that. We need to talk about wisdom because, again, we need some wisdom in these crazy days. And there's no better place to turn than God's word and specifically the book of Proverbs because Proverbs is all about wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what he was, uh, he wrote it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Proverbs was written by uh, primarily Solomon, who was uh, the wisest man the Bible describes. And, and, and he was a king who asked God specifically to give him wisdom. And boy, did God give him some wisdom. And, and so you have this book of Proverbs that's made up of all kinds of pithy sayings that's mm -hmm. just full of wisdom. So, so before we get into it, Trey, let me just kind of break the book down for you, because we're going to take okay. several weeks and look at some different topics. We're going to see what the Proverbs say about finances, about relationships and friendships and and, and marriage and parenting. And I think during this time, this practical down to earth wisdom is just going to be really helpful for us to think through. So if you think about Proverbs, you've got 31 chapters. All right. Mm -hmm. So the first nine chapters really is a series of poems uh, that, that Solomon writes to his son. Okay. And then you have chapters 10 through 30, which are those, I guess the best way to describe them is those one-liners, right? That we're familiar with those little one-liners that Solomon writes. And so most of those are from Solomon. Some are from others, but most of them are from Solomon. What's that pops? I, I was just going to say, you know, that is what we think of when we think of a proverb. Yeah. You know? When we think about proverbs, we think about those one-liners. And so yeah. we'll, we'll look at a lot of those in the weeks ahead. And then chapter 31 is, is a chapter about the virtuous woman written mm -hmm. by King Lemuel that his mother taught him. And so that's really the makeup of Proverbs. And so today we just want to kind of do an introduction and look at the first few verses of the first chapter and think through why we need godly wisdom. So there's three reasons why we need godly wisdom. And uh, let's go, so let's just get started and jump right in. I think number one is because we are naturally foolish. Don't you think so? What do you think, Bob? Do you think we're naturally foolish? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes, indeed. I do. Yeah, I feel foolish quite a bit. And so, yeah, we're naturally foolish. That's just the reality, right? And so before we talk about that, though, we need to define what wisdom is. Because when you look at Proverbs, there's this contrast between mm -hmm. folly or foolishness and mm -hmm. wisdom. And so we're talking specifically in the book of Proverbs about godly wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And so godly wisdom, it isn't earthly wisdom, it isn't philosophy, it is, it is wisdom from God himself, right? And so, so when I think about wisdom, I mean, just simply put, what I think about is the ability to put God's word into daily practice. That's mm -hmm. it. That's just pretty simple and easy to do. I mean, it's easy to say. Let me put yeah. it that way. Yeah, but that's what it is. When we talk about uh, godly wisdom, it's the ability to put God's word in a practice. And what Proverbs tells us is that if we do it, 
if we put God's word into practice, our lives are going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, not perfect, but successful. Not perfect, and doesn't mean you're not going to have problems, but it does mean your life will be successful. I mean, there's just something about living out God's Word, and I am fully convinced of this, Trey, that when you live out God's Word, life just goes better. Mm -hmm. I agree. believe that? I do. I've seen it over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, during this time of what we're going through with uh, COVID, I just think it's so important that we understand that that even applies to now. I mean, some yeah. of these things are going to apply to this. And I think that's why we want to uh, talk about Proverbs and how yeah, to, how yeah, to let yeah. that impact our lives. Yeah. But, but, but even though it makes life better, it doesn't mean it comes naturally. What comes naturally for us because we are sinful people by nature is foolishness, right? And listen to mm-hmm. a couple of Proverbs. I think this is helpful. Proverbs twenty two fifteen says this, folly is bound up in the heart of a child but the rod of discipline drives it from him. Now we like mm-hmm. to use that verse at my house quite a bit, but <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you have kids at home, I'm sure you'd like to use that verse, but, but, but it's true. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child that a child needs to be taught wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. We have to instruct kids to be wise. And, and even as adults, we need to be instructed to be wise because folly is bound up in our hearts. None of us are born wise wisdom is learned. Now listen to this proverb. This is really mm-hmm. cool, Trey. Listen to this. Let a man, this is Proverbs 17, 12. Let a man meet a she-bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool his folly. Mm, I don't want to meet a she-bear. <laughs> no, but what the proverb is saying is, man, it's better for you to meet a she-bear going after her cubs than it is for you to meet a fool. Wow. You have a better odds against a she-bear than you do a fool. <laughs> A fool will take you down, right? Wow. It's true, true, right? Because you think about the people that you're around, the people that you're around influence you. And if Mm -hmm. you're around a bunch of fools all the time, it's going to influence you to be foolish and foolishness will lead to your disaster. That's Mm -hmm. just bottom line, right? So, I mean, I love that proverb. It is better for you to meet a she-bear than for you to meet a fool because a fool will take you down a lot faster. Wow. Isn't that something? Who would ever thought that, man? I know, right? All right, now you need to think about this too, Trey, and see if you agree with this. Foolishness isn't always sin, but sin is always foolish. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right? So we can do about, something foolish that's not sinful. You know? Right, right. So right now we are living in an age of social distancing because we are trying to stop the spread of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Right now, Trey, it, it is not a sin for you to leave your house and go meet with 30 or 40 people. No, it's not. You're not right? going to answer to God for that. I mean, that, that's not a sin to do. Mm-hmm. But it's foolish. Very foolish. Because our, our, our government leaders are telling us, hey, to stop the spread of this, we need to you know, limit ourselves to exposing ourselves to people. Let, let's fight this together. And so to, to not heed that warning and go out and meet with a bunch of people would be foolish, right? It might mm-hmm. not be sinful, but it certainly is foolish, mm-hmm. right? And so, so all foolishness isn't necessarily sin, but all sin is foolishness. So when we sin, then we, we are taking on the lifestyle of a fool. Is that? Absolutely. Okay. All sin is absolute foolishness. And you think about other things too. I mean, it's, it's not sinful uh, to, 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 to take out um, a lot of credit mm-hmm. necessarily, uh, or a high credit rate maybe, but that's probably foolish. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that say, there's yeah. some things in life that maybe not be that may not be sinful, but they certainly are foolish. But on the flip side, all sin is foolishness. That's what we're saying. And so, so we just need to understand that we are naturally naturally foolish. And I and I, and I my challenge for those of us who are listening today is 
man, just look at the choices you're making. Mm -hmm. Are they wise choices or are they foolish choices? And if you find yourself constantly making foolish choices, it's an indicator that you need to learn some wisdom. I once heard somebody say, wherever you go, there you are, you know, <laughs> but what people do That's is wise. they continue to do, no, what they do is continue to do the same things and expect to get different results. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, what the Proverbs do is kind of there. I like to look at them as the rule, you know, a ruler, like a rule yeah. of life, like a, a 12 inch ruler that yeah. we can kind of put our standards against and say, okay, this is how we need to live. Do we always live that way? Probably not. Yeah, but if you just do these things on a consistent mm -hmm. basis, your life will go better. So we are naturally foolish. I think that's pretty obvious, brother. But uh, I also think, and that goes to what I was just talking about, the ruler, is we also need correction. Yeah, listen to what the Proverbs says. So if you begin in Proverbs chapter 1, the second verse of Proverbs 1 says this, to know wisdom and instruction. This is what Solomon wants his son to do, to know wisdom and instruction. Now, that mm -hmm. word instruction is an interesting word because it can be translated several ways. It can be translated in the Hebrew language, this word that we translate in this, in my Bible translation, instruction. It can also be translated as discipline or correction. Oh, okay. Okay, so Trey, when you think about the word correction, what do you think about? I think somebody trying to get you back to where you need to be. In other words, this is what you're doing. This is what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we think about it this way as Christians, right? That the Bible for us really in a lot of ways is a mirror, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That when we read scripture together, we see ourselves for who we are, right? Yes. Yeah. So you think about, man, when I, I read scripture, it, it reminds me of my sinfulness, but not only does it show me who I am, it shows me what to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just leave us hanging and say, you, you're a bad boy and just tough it out. Right. It, it gives me instruction or correction. Now, here's who you are. You're a sinner. These are your flaws. But here's how you correct it. Look to Jesus. Uh, put this on. Take that off. All those kinds of things we see in Scripture, right? And so, mm -hmm. so we need correction. And so as we read through Proverbs together, and as we study through Proverbs, I mean, we're going to see those areas where we need correction, right? Exactly. That's what the, yeah, that's what I read Proverbs for. So there's a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is a kessel. And that is the most commonly used word in Proverbs to describe a fool. And that word, mm -hmm. literally translated, uh, means to be stubborn or bullheaded. Mm -hmm. So when you think of someone who is stubborn or bullheaded, Trey, what do you think of? I think of somebody I don't like to be around. <laughs> I think of somebody, somebody that always thinks they have it right and they're not yeah. going to change, yeah. you know? Yeah, so someone who is stubborn or bullheaded is someone who doesn't see their need for correction, mm -hmm. right? We all need correction, but there's some of us who refuse correction, and that's a terrible way to live, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. You know, just curiosity about this word fool, if I could just go back to that one second. Jesus said if we call our brother a fool, that we are in danger of, uh, is it danger of the council or danger of uh, the, the fire? Danger of the fires of hell is what he says. So uh, this is a pretty big word. I mean, this yeah. is a pretty serious word. So, if, you know, if God is calling us a fool, then, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we're trying to not live that kind of a life. You yeah, know? yeah. We do not want to live foolish lives. And, and, and it is foolish to reject correction. Yes. Yeah, I agree. To say that I, I don't need instruction. I don't need to be corrected. I got this all figured out. That is foolish because look at what the Proverbs say. So if you look at verse four here, it says, um, um, you know, to give prudence to the simple, mm -hmm. to give knowledge and discretion to the youth. Verse five, let the wise hear and increase is in learning. 
and the one who understands obtain guidance. And so really Solomon covers it all right there. Mm -hmm. He's saying if you're simple, and, and when you think of someone as simple, it doesn't necessarily mean someone who is, is, is uh, dumb or whatever the case may be. It's just someone who, you know, I mean, just has a very basic way of living, right? Um, and so whether you're simple, whether you're young, whether you're wise, you all need correction. Mm -hmm. There's not someone on the face of the planet that, that does not need correction at some place or some point in his or her life, right? Yeah. We all need everyone, it. everyone. And even if you're already wise, maybe you're mature in your relationship with God, you never outgrow your need for, for correction. We all need correction, right? Mm -hmm. No matter and your age, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. That's right. And so, so it is foolish, right, to be stubborn. When I was in seminary, Trey, I don't know if you know this or not. Maybe you do. I probably told you this. Um, you know who David Plyde is, don't you? Yes, I do. David Platt, I mean, he, he's uh, pastors a very large church in Washington, D.C. He's the former president of the International Mission Board, wrote several best-selling books. I mean, he, he, he is the guy, right? He is. He is yes. the guy that we all want to be, right? And so, so anyway, um, David Platt probably doesn't remember me, but when I was in seminary, uh, he had already earned his Ph.D., and he was a professor of preaching and was uh, the dean of the chapel at New Orleans Seminary. And also for um, a semester or two before he went off to start pastoring a church, he was my academic advisor. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, Interesting. Yeah, so David Platt is actually about a year younger than I am. I'm older <laughs> than David Platt. You're a wow. lot older than David Platt, yeah, but yeah, I'm a I'm lot older. older. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm a little bit older, older than David Platt, and I can tell you that when um, David Platt was my professor, and and when I found out he was going to be my academic advisor, I struggled with a case of Kessel. Oh, okay. You thought, yeah. You you became a. I was stubborn. A fool. You were stubborn. I, yeah, I was bullheaded. Corrected because because in my mind, I was thinking, what am I going to learn from this guy? He's younger than I am. Sure, he's got a PhD already, but I'm pastoring a church. He hasn't pastored a church yet. He's mm -hmm. a great preacher, but I do it every Sunday. He does it once every few months. I mean, so, so I, I just didn't think there was much I could learn from him. So I was very bullheaded, not thinking I could take instruction or correction from him. And then I had a class with him. And boy, did he prove me wrong. <laughs> the dude so knew his stuff, man. So you would listen to him at that point for I correction? Mean, really? I mean, God humbled me through that. God humbled uh -huh. me uh, quite a bit and, and showed me my pride, man. And then just reminded me that, you know, I really need correction and, and God will give me correction and instruction from whomever he chooses. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so just that reminder for me and for hopefully for all of us that, man, we really need, need correction. And that's why we need the book of Proverbs because it's going to help us to correct some of our, our attitudes and behaviors. So Proverbs really is that ruler that we kind of have to gauge our life against, sort of measure, measure ourselves against. Absolutely. So what we're talking about today is about wisdom, and we find out that we're naturally foolish. We find out that we need correction. And then third, we need to know how to live in righteousness and how to treat others well. Yep, because Proverbs 1.3 says this, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. Hmm. We need to be taught how to do the right thing, right? We need to be taught how to, mm -hmm. to live a life that honors God. And we need to be taught how to live right before people. Because if we're left to ourselves, naturally what we do, now watch this, Trey. I don't know if you know this mm -hmm. or not. If we're left to ourselves, what we do naturally is we treat people poorly. Mm. That's you sad. Do that? 
I'm afraid we do. We don't even see many times that we are treating them poorly either. Yeah. So yeah. That's the roughest part. That's just what we do in, in our natural person. We treat people poorly. We, we think of ourselves more than we think of others and, and all those types of things. And so we need the Proverbs to teach us how to live a life that honors God, but also how to live lives of justice and equity, mm -hmm. how to live right before others and treat people in the way that God would have us treat them. Mm -hmm. So then how do we get wisdom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how do we so, do that? Yeah, yeah. So, so again, what we're saying today is we need these proverbs because we're naturally foolish, right? Mm -hmm. We need correction, and mm -hmm. we need to know how to live in righteousness and treat others well. But there's a, a phrase in Proverbs that you see several times. Mm -hmm. You know what this is? You, you see it? Yeah, I do. In Proverbs chapter one, verse seven: Fear, fear, the fear of, the Lord. of the Lord is yes. the beginning of wisdom. Yes, fear of the Lord. We don't like that word fear in no, this way, especially. No, no, because when you and I think about fear, we think about scared, right? Mm -hmm. That, I mean, God scares us or whatever the case may be. And so, but when the Bible talks about fear, it's not talking about God scaring us. Mm -hmm. It's talking about God knowing us, mm. right? I mean, think about it, Trey. God knows everything about you. Absolutely. He knows the numbers of ha the hairs on your head, which really doesn't take a lot to count, does it, Trey? Not now. <laughs> there was a day, my friend. <laughs> right. But he knows everything about you, and he knows everything about me. He knows what you're thinking right now. He knows the, the, the things you've done today. I mean, there's nothing hidden from the sight of God. Trey, knowing that God knows everything about you, what should that cause in you? I guess we should be fearful. Fearful. I mean, not fearful like I'm scared, but just this knowledge right this knowledge that that my life is an open book before god there's nothing that i do that he does not see or does not know and therefore i better watch the way that i live because i'm mm -hmm. living my life before a holy god that's the fear of god it's not being scared of god we shouldn't be scared of god because god has called us into a relationship with him he is our heavenly father but there is a sense of of respect and mm -hmm. awe and wonder, knowing that God knows everything about me. So I better live my life in a way that reflects that I know that God knows everything about me. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in seminary as well, and it was in preaching class, no less. And, you know, they, they told me I was going to stand up in front of everybody and mm -hmm. preach. Yeah. And there was this, I, I preached many times before that, but I'm telling you, just knowing that, that these people are going to know all that I was about to say, and they would be very clear, you know, when I had made mistakes and other things, it, you know, gave me, gave me a hurt in my stomach. I don't yeah, know how else to yeah, explain it. Yeah. And that's just on a little preaching grade. I mean, right. how much more is it to stand before our, our God and one day knowing he knows everything about us? Absolutely. So. We stand before a holy God. And so, so that's the beginning of wisdom, Trey. That's what the Proverbs says, that, that you begin to grow in wisdom when you understand Mm -hmm. who God is and mm -hmm. who you are in relationship with him. When you understand that God knows everything and you live in light of the fact that you know that God knows everything, that is the beginning of wisdom. So you get wisdom by fearing the Lord. And, yeah. and, and think about this, Trey, you get wisdom by submitting to the king. Now, this is mm -hmm. really cool to me. Think about it. Solomon wrote these Proverbs to whom? I uh, wrote it to his son, I think, right? Yeah. And so okay. there would come a day that Solomon would die. Mm -hmm. And then when Solomon would die, one of his sons would, and we could get into the story, but we're not going to get into the story. One of his sons would take his place on the throne. Mm -hmm. And what Solomon knew was that the nation of Israel needed a wise king. 
right? And so you can imagine that Solomon writes these Proverbs because he wants his son to be wise, because ultimately his son is going to rule over Israel. And, and as goes the king, so, so goes, goes the, the country, yeah. right? And so he wants his son to be wise. And so he's, and, and you know the story, Trey. You know the story of the nation of Israel. There wasn't much wisdom, was there? No, there wasn't. No. Almost immediately after Solomon's death. That's right. So, his, so Solomon writes all of these words of wisdom, but his son does not submit to the king. His son does mm -hmm. not submit to the wisdom of his father. And really, if you think about it, not many after would submit to the wisdom of Solomon either. There would come another king, mm -hmm. right? A king named Jesus. Amen. The one who is all wise and all powerful. The That's one who right. is the source of all knowledge and all wisdom. And man, if we submit to that king, if we submit to King Jesus, don't you think that would be a wise thing to do? The wisest thing we can do with our lives is submit to the king. The best decision you will ever make in your life is to submit to the one who lived and died and rose for you, who is the source of all wisdom. Submit to him, his rule, his reign, and his leadership. That is where wisdom really lies, is submitting to the king. So he is the king that we submit to. Yes, and he, he is, is the and, source of all wisdom. Amen. I was going to say, and he is the one. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, I never, uh, I never put it in those uh, terms before. So he is the king. You know, he that's is the king. Uh, wow. Yeah. Fear the Lord. Submit to the king. That is where you're going to find wisdom. Well, this has been really good. I think that um, uh, one one verse I wanted to share. Uh, maybe you would share it. Hebrews four thirteen. I think that goes along well with uh, what we need to do when it comes to wisdom. Yeah, why don't you read it to us? You got it pulled up? Sure. No creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Mm, that's a, absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. That's the fear of God, knowing that and living in light of that and submitting to the king. Well, Pastor so, Tommy. And, that's where we start, man. That's where amen. we start. And hopefully this will get us in the right direction as we begin to look at some of these Proverbs and just the practical wisdom uh, that God gives us in this great book. Amen. Well, we got a lot of decisions coming up here in the next few weeks to make as a church, as pastors, as, as believers in Jesus Christ. And I think that this is going to really help us try to make some of those decisions. So Pastor Tommy, why don't you close us out and give us some wisdom on what to do next? Yeah, I, I hope this has been helpful for you. And I hope that this has just whet your appetite for the wisdom that is available for you. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this and you want to follow along with us over the next few weeks, go ahead. You know, you know this, Trey, that if you read one chapter of Proverbs a mm -hmm. day, you can get through the book in a month right? That's right. And that's really that's right. helpful. So maybe that's what you want to do on this journey with us. We're going to look at some different topics in Proverbs over the next few weeks, but maybe you can just go ahead and get ahead by reading one chapter a day. And over the next month, you'll read through the book of Proverbs and I know that'll benefit your soul. And so we'll look forward to this time uh, next week together, continuing in Proverbs. And we hope this is helpful for you. And, and if you can think about it right now, go ahead and hit the subscribe button uh, in your podcast service. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a review because that helps get the word out about our podcast. And we certainly appreciate those reviews. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.